0: Yep, okay. okay. Okay, we finished the Shailah last night, the Machlekes, just a recap, between the Shavuz and the Alachas Kitanas. A twin has to Mechab, it is old twin, even by a couple of seconds. The question was, just a Lambda it doesn't come up very often, if it ever came up at all. But a fascinating Machlekes, whether or not somebody can become Bar Mitzvah first, and remain a gadol because he's bar mitzvah first. The mitzi is that somebody can become bar mitzvah before his older brother is Pasha. The case was, one was born Koftes Adarishin, the other one, Father Shani. and indeed, as we have coming up here in the shul, you can have younger children who are older first, which is, again, if you were never introduced to the sugya, sounds amazing, but that part is true, not even a shy Machlekis, the halachas katanas, the was whether he remains an older brother, Nagayi Chalitza, and, for our sugya, covered of an oldest sibling, or perhaps an older sibling. The Shavitz brings the halachas katanas, the halachas katanas held that, is Nikva once in your life? If you are Bar Mitzvah first, you're older, and you remain older forever. And the Shavitz didn't agree with that, and he held that, there is no such thing. There's a Gizeh Sikasav by Fateh Rechaima and Bachar Behema and Bar Mitzvah, which he brings down as well. But the Bar Mitzvah, the fact that he can become a Guldul first, but he doesn't remain a and The fallback position is that he goes back to where he's supposed to be and he was born second. And he says, The only thing I'm willing to entertain, which he didn't entertain either, is that. He should be a Godel in the years that this happens and back to a cut and when there are two others. And he says, that can't be because it switches back and forth. The halachas of is in bothered by that. He goes, once you're a Godel, you're a Godel, and you don't lose your first place status. Once you cross the finish line first, you cross the finish line. So, that's a, quite a quite a are on the topic, not coincidentally. I saved it for before Chedesh but would like to mention another fact which everybody will be very besimcha about and that is that there are makaris whether or not the applies on the last day of Shvat which is tonight and tomorrow so what's the debate what's the debate so you could say wow this is the last day, but Arab Shabbos this week, tonight and tomorrow, it's the last day of Shvat. But Erev Shabbos is the first day of Adar, so it's not Adar yet. So you could all go back to being in a bad mood, <coughs> or you could say it's Rosh Chodesh. The Shechel Adar, but it is <laughs> Rosh Said you'll the tonight. I hope. Not my case. Let's So um, there are. Possible makira is that it begins tonight. Now, there's no big downside. There's no downside at all. You can just the suffolk uh, Theresa being happy. Being happy is pabekim probably... d'raisa. You know, Hashem Hashem Mitzvah was a, somewhat of a controversial song in yeshiva because it's not one of the tayak mitzvahs, but it's it's pretty crucial for general avodas Hashem, and you could be machmir. Start from today, even though know, the Pashis is, as we spoke last night, the first day of other days on Earth Shabbos this week. Not tonight, tomorrow. But it does have a Shaymer so it's quite possible she'll start for tonight. The bigger question while we're well, on the topic which is important for this whole month, we spoke about it a little bit this past Shabbos is Ishnach's Adamab Nesimcha. so one dichotomy already if you're looking at Shulchan Aruch, is when it comes to the second half of the equation, Av, Mamat So we have a whole set in Shulchan Aruch, direct instructions, how to become sad, and the don't eat meat, don't drink wine, don't get married, don't build a binyan Shol Simcha. Very clear instructions. And yet, Av de Simcha doesn't say much. Do everything the opposite. So you would think, right? You would just say it, spell it out. Just say, you know, I ain't shum," and just to do the opposite. doesn't say that either. It's a very interesting question. So, I think the pshat is that, uh, unfortunately, the human condition is that to get somebody sad is easy as step one, two, and three. Just tell them uh, no wine, no hasna all of a sudden they're in a bad mood. It doesn't take much to make somebody happy. There's no clear prescription. I know what you're all thinking. No, but for the derais of Simcha, for Pesach, Shavuos and Sukkis, we have a prescription. And it's Bosa yaya, Okay, so Shaila B'sai Can we have that? But we have a prescription. I think for a limited time, maybe up to seven days, and even then it's a very difficult mitzvah to stay in that level of Simcha. The Gain held is one of the hardest mitzvahs. It's not that Hesach Adas. For seven days. It means you can't think of any machshavah that might trouble you. if you have trouble doing that even on Chabas For one day. For seven days, a hard mitzvah. So then, to help that along, you yeah, have of yayin. I believe... So why would they say this over here? Say the opposite. It'll of Get married, bos of I believe that seven days already is difficult. Thirty days, bos of yayin is not going to do it. You can't... Why don't you just say, you want to be six 365 days. Just, I love lot of a yayin every single day. Don't, don't say that anymore. <coughs> Why is that? They're pretty important to decide, I don't think it'll it's a good booster shot, you know, for the yantifs you have once a day, for seven days you can Yantif is supposed to carry you to the rest of the year, other's thirty days. To do it for thirty days and she says Rashi, maybe also finished and to just say and is not gonna work. The answer is it can help. And the answer is it has to change the frame of mind. I think the prescription is you got to do something in other besides the merrymaking and Basav will help and something on Perm. Besides that, it has to be a month where Chazal telling you you're supposed to be mar bebe simcha and something that gives you simcha in a tangible way. But it's not going to work without the Ruchniers. There are plenty of people like in this country. How many people have in this country now? 300 million? Four, huh? More than 300 million. Okay. If we... um, Well, I won't get into that. But Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 300 million plus. Uh, the world has a couple of billion, and unfortunately, the vast majority, the you know, hundreds of million people, do just that. There, there's no general mahalach life, and since they're so upset and sad and not settled, there's drinking and there's uh, drugs and there's also things, that, distractions, because they're not really happy. This is the uh, age-old question, and the Karosh gives us the answer. It is Hashem is uh, almost like a chicken and egg you have to do it but the primary cause for the simcha is when you do the average and you realize that Hashem takes care of us, even the darkest of hours hence perm and you realize you have a chance to do mitzvahs every day and i think uh, to tie it in with i uh, keep it over the aim the classic example but here's something normal people would want to do it anyway that's why the goyim do it uh, they are mitzvah not mitzvah, but it's a normal thing to do people have been made to you your whole life so Give back on a consistent basis. Wouldn't that be normal? So people who are selfish don't do that. They don't realize selfish people are miserable. The more you give to people, certainly people that love you and you want to reciprocate, the more simcha you have. So Kippur aim is the classic mitzvah of that Ben-On-Nachavir. It's also benon on but many can say it's benon on and the nature of it. Everybody agrees to some level that's true. And the greatest simcha could be in giving back. Giving in general, but giving back. And if you normalize those relationships, many people. That's why we're spending a long time in this again. Many people struggle with this. Dafka because Yitzahara not to because it's a mitzvah. The it says a Many people struggle with this. The same people struggle. of aim often struggle in the marriage for the same reason. And with friendships is that they, they can't give and they can't give back. And they they mentioned last night they, as soon as they feel a they get all out of sorts. I owe you something. I'm going to prove that I don't owe you something. That's a human reaction. Everybody wants to be beholden. That's what of Aim is all about. And the more we work on that, the more we'll have that Kirsten, to that brings to real Simchat. So I think of Aim is an excellent example to focus on. And it goes back to the Vienna and HaVishis we started with, is that Perm was won. The victory was because of Esther Amalka and her ability to deeply desire to do of Aim without ever messing up. She had no parents. The next time she says, just shot she didn't mess up. She didn't, do it. she didn't do it in a positive way either. So, if you remember, he said that no, she wanted to. She, she learned about it. She had a deep seated desire to give. She just couldn't give back over there. But she wanted to, and Akarj knew that was true and he gave her the full schar. And that's why she was able to beat her mother. So, this has a lot to do with other. I think, in general, if you want to talk about being Misamech for a month, it means you have to change. If a person's not like that, they have to change their Shkav <laughs> Tzachayim, and the only thing that gives you true Simcha is uh, the Avodis Hashem, and both components, the b'el HaMokom, and in this case, the component of the Bel as well. So I think uh, it's an important indiana uh, diemma and ties in well with our Sugya. Let's go to the sheet in front of you, and uh, here's one of these great examples. This is a fascinating truth of I just know from experience of the Shailas I get and the Shalom bias I deal with and the like, but also the feedback from everything we say on a nightly basis here, that these are all too real, these examples. And what uh, I'm trying to start to focus on over the latter end of our Sugya, over the next uh, couple of months, however long it takes us, is to crystallize the examples I hope to do. A General Chazor as well, maybe start that either before Pesach or uh, right after Pesach. We're going to go through the Mechaber, where hopefully everything will sound somewhat familiar and give you more examples. This shuva is a great example of something we spoke about a few months back and the subtopic of what to do when the father wants something and the mother wants something else. And in a good scenario, father wants to, you're helping jacking up the car to change a tire, which nobody does anymore. And you're peeling potatoes to your mother. That's not true. That's not true? I did. I did. <laughs> You've jacked up the car? Yeah. I, I think I if did. you mention it to a 10-year-old or a 50-year-old, he'd say, jack up the car. And then you tell him, uh, you start describing, he says, I don't really understand. So you tell him, chaverim. I say, oh. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's becoming uh, somebody's doing it. Their chaverim is a great example. Tremendous walking, uh, walking, driving kiddush Hashem. Somebody knows how to do it, but the um, I don't know. A lot of people. You you jacked up your car? It? Yeah, it was stuck in Palestine Park. Okay. A couple years ago while I was waiting, I said, I'll just do it myself. And good for you. Good for you. It's, I, I don't know, a lot of people say they haven't done it in a while. I think the reason is they have leased cars, and they don't break down so often, which is good. Uh, but not be has leased cars, and they're expensive. And uh, So anyway, the example he gave is, the son is peeling potatoes in the kitchen, which maybe not be does either, but it's a good idea, or Pesa helping his mother. And you remember, the father ran in, can you help me? i got to change the tire. <coughs> So we spoke about Isaac Mitzvah a Mitzvah over there, Chaim held he was part of his Isigam mitzvah. The right thing to do is a mother should say, Please stop peeling the potatoes, help your father. And the father should say, No, no, no. I'm gonna call AAA and you um, is AA as an example? Is that is that a, is that a yeah. A-A, if I remember correctly? Um, and uh, you keep peeling the potatoes. So the best case scenario is every spouse should be encouraging the child to do what the other spouse wants. But when that doesn't happen, you have to know where a Mitzvah applies and who trumps in terms of, um, I don't want to say pulling rank, that's not politically <coughs> correct, but uh, we spoke about the Shibudim of the uh, mother to the father, where it's no So, this particular tshuva, Simon Kuf this in the Shevard Alevi or Vosnaz take a look at Allah from the bottom paragraph. I should stop the Shaila now. <laughs> that's already a good Shaila. That's not the but just a comment on that. Chavetz Chaim has a very interesting comment when he talks about lasachmad. The sugglasachmad. sahmud probably mentioned this years ago. Al-Sahmud is you can't cajole, convince, harass, badger people to sell you something, even if you're paying top dollar. Right? Famous example: You walk in somebody's house, you see a Rembrandt hanging on the ceiling and say, How much is that? That's really nice. That's not for sale. I and mean, you just keep badgering, How much is it? Whatever. And um, if you put uh, $5 million on the table and you walk out, and then even if he says, Okay, you, you can have it, it's like an but it's uh, Ahmed. So the Chavas Chaim in discussing with Ahmed says, you got to be very careful when you're making a chasana, if you sit down with a and you talk uh, mummies, which <coughs> happens sooner or later and then you start, after a deal was made, you start asking for more, either you or the son, the daughter, son-in-law, daughter-in-law. And okay, you, know, you want to keep Shalom Bayis, you make it a chasna, and a So with relatives, especially with parents and in-laws, it's easier to be with this iser because there's more pressure for them to say yes, and sometimes not worth it to say no, but really they didn't want to do it. So that could be an issue of sachman. And Chavisheim makes the point in the uh, shidduch process, asking more of the naden before you make the deal. Before, I'm sorry, after you make the deal, before you make the deal, it's mutter because that's called handling. You got to be careful about that, also. You don't want to lose the shidduch for it. But that's expected. Okay, there might be some give and take. But after you make the deal, the deal's made already. So what are you? Have? That's not as a already, This is what I agreed to. Why are you asking me for more? What? That's muter. Muter in a mitzvah. Especially if you know the guy wasn't yeti. Certainly meiser may be chremish. Certainly day which is out about in the stock of There might be a chiyiv. Day is if there's a need right, only right in front of you, even if you gave meiser, there might be a chiev. So that's, that's muter. Again, within reason, but that's muter. What's achnasah oh, Kala? Achnasah skala, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even marrying off your kids yet. Uh, so you're saying Shabbat? had to go back he says they negotiated but we're renegotiating this is Al-Qasna's call the only small little problem with the usfara is we have a date the chasna going on anyway and whatever was agreed upon is agreed upon you're asking for more and not getting it is not going to call off the chasna if it will then there are other problems besides the but more you give more in the no that's before the deal is made I'm, I'm fine with that we're Okay, you can handle whatever you want you are not done the Gemara is about that in Subas but Asking when there's automatic pressure where it's not the full das, what's on the person? Asking once, it's hard to figure this out, it's not an exact number. Asking one is okay, yes, once. Okay, they were in the mood, yes, twice. Asking three times, right, the person could say this already, three times by some people, one time is already too much, sometimes two, sometimes three, four, but you gotta be careful, you're not pressing to what's the shayvan is the race of the shayven. So, before we get to his question, is already an important question in terms of lasachman and keep it of aim. It's a severe lack of keep it of aim and years of aim to put financial pressures on parents where they're not really offering or inviting it. Even if they end up saying yes. And it's important in the chinach process when the kids are young that they should know that even if the parents do have money, rule number one is it's not a great idea to show it. You just spoil the kid, and you're just raising the bar, just going to ask some more. There's no satiation in that, and there's no saturation point. And that's a crucial lesson in parenting. And the fact that the child thinks that they have more money than they do because they're calculating in their head, and then they keep asking for more, besides the Ahmed, and the parent says, no, then it's going to cause a trigger of lifting either in the kibber vein So... A lot of the Kibar Vei uh, is uh, so your parenting. You've got to know not to set them up for disaster. That, that can't be overstated. It's going to happen anyway, is How much can you control and how much can you avoid? Uh, you can't. It's not a perfect science. So we're talking to the children, whether they're grown-up children or children, that they should not be asking in a way where the parent already said no, and they ask one more time, okay, after that it becomes less ahmed, and it's aggravating for the parent, even if they give in. That's a violation of Kippur uh, and Yura. So that's extremely important. That's the first point. That's not his question. I've dealt with this in families, I would like to say I dealt with this in families where money was very tight. certainly it's going to be more prevalent there. I will tell you I've dealt with this in families where the money was not tight at all, and it might come as a surprise to you. I'm just telling you from my panoramic view of just experience of seeing a large gamut that this is counterintuitive, and many people don't believe me, but I will tell you that fighting about money is not a direct ratio in terms of how much money there is to fight about. As a matter of fact, in many scenarios, the more money there is, the more they fight. <clears throat> because, as I just mentioned, if you have smaller households, you might ask less, or at least you're less spoiled. So it's surprising if you don't know this, and perhaps 25 years ago I was surprised to see it, but it's not, uh, no, is it not a correlation, it sometimes goes in the opposite direction. And that's, uh, again, not surprising if you know where it's coming from. And that's why he's bringing this up. Here, the good news is the father already is happy to give. No problem. But the son or daughter, again, the impression, or don't need an impression there, seeing clearly that the mother is getting very nervous and bent out of shape about this and is getting upset who is she getting upset at? Well, it might have the spilling over. They're getting upset at the child, but often they can get upset. They deal with all the scenarios. Get upset at her husband, your father, uh, for <coughs> agreeing to give that amount of money. Could be by a shidduch, could be by other things, and you're causing the mother aggravation. Derech, what we call grama or gami, but causing aggravation. So is that mutter? Should we say well? I'm not trying to cause aggravation. That's an eternal decision in the financial department between my mother and my father. It's not my department. I'm, I'm just here to spend it and ask for it. Uh, so is that my problem? So that's why this, this is an important... So again, again, I'd like to say that in Europe, this is a much bigger problem because they had mom's nothing to eat and everybody was all bent out of shape when you mentioned anything about Putta. But it's not true. Probably is a bigger problem here in America. We do have money. So the question being asked over here... Again, Now he's going to lay down a couple of parameters over here so we can get one of the shaitlis straight. Does the mother have enough for herself? Why is she getting upset? So he says, let's assume that was the shaitlis over here. She has enough money for her food and clothing. That's the husband's chiv. He can't start offering extras to the kids if the spouse does not have enough. So, she has enough. Okay. Enough is hard to gauge because he might think she has enough and she says, no, I don't have enough shoes. Which is, uh, some husbands complain to me about this funny thing that uh, this is not against the women. The husbands spend just as much money. It's just more knicker by the women and that's why it uh, comes up that they're not doing anything wrong and they're not spending necessarily more. But men can't understand certain things that women spend money on and women can't understand what the men are spending on. It's just different, different likes and dislikes. So, as I mentioned about the shoes, which many people have brought to me, uh, husband will claim that she has many, many pairs in the closet. And uh, she'll say she doesn't have enough and nothing fits and nothing's a style, which might be correct. She might be 100% right. So he's just putting down over here that the objective view is and she's not really tangibly missing anything by the fact that the husband, the father, is giving to the children. So it's not covered because you're not taking any food out of her mouth. So he's trying to argue, lay the groundwork of why it should be okay, perhaps. Our famous Marik, which we have still plenty uh, to get back to on this. The Maharik is the one who said, champion, that Kibbut aim has nothing to do with if you're not directly servicing them and it's your own decision they can't have an input, a member of the Chaznish and many others held that if you're aggravating them for no reason and they're not running your life, then you should not aggravate them and listen to them, even though it's not getting me a cup of coffee or food or something direct. But he goes with it. Because she has what she needs. You're not taking any tangible benefit away from her. So he wants to know Ravazan's opinion. Pretty loaded question. And I, I've seen many variations thereof. Shuvnes topic, second part to this. Shuvnes topic, Malasa Idea Does it make a difference in this Shayla if she works and brings in a salary, even though she didn't opt? We had this share shop this afternoon, Baruch Hashem, it's not our video, but we had a long, it took us a few hours. But can she opt out? I'll keep my salary, you keep your money for the clothing and the, and the food. Most people don't do that, rightfully so. She didn't opt out, so Masha Kansi, she kind of buy it over here, and therefore it's not really her money. However, it could change the hashkafa behind this. She makes a lot of money and she doesn't want, and it's all pulled together in one account, which is much better for Shalom Bayez normally, not that it's also to do it the other way. <coughs> These are all loaded separate sugars, which we have spoken about in the past. But it could change it over here. Maybe she has more of a taina, if she, a lot of the money is what she's contributing it to it, to, to the account, to the joint account. <laughs> In part three of this question is, to her tsar, she might be fighting a lot with the father, and even though the father wanted to get the money and he gave it, but you're causing the father tsar because he's getting at the hot water over this. Also grandma so is that your responsibility? Very important question, laid out perfectly because this is usually the way it comes out. We'll let you think about the question for the next few days. Get back to it on Monday.